spirits and witches. witches this is monica and this is shauna and we're your high priestess for this evening and tonight we are talking about baby fertility making. and pregnancy magic woohoo yeah you know would baby making be considered more sex magic or fertility magic i would say more fertility magic okay yeah then i was right baby making yes how you, baby how you doing monica i'm fine how about you how are you doing <laughs> dude literally right as i asked that my asshole cat just came diving onto the desk oh boy you know that that's part of the the journey here with with your cats they always want to be in that spotlight they really do you know i taught a class uh last saturday i did magical the holiday edition of magical housekeeping yeah. and dean actually did not show up for class that's crazy and even like a couple of my students were like so dean wasn't there you didn't have your assistant dean is my my great tabby cat and he has assisted me in every single class that we have done over zoom ah uh, wow. But he he didn't come to this one, and it's because the baby's room is all set up, uh -huh. and the cats think it's their bedroom. Oh, yeah. So, Ooh. I mean, I'm surprised Dean has come out of his room because the cats are now basically moody teenagers that just sit in their room all day. Oh, wow. Crazy. So, wow. But he's here, so, um, you know, we have extra sound effects and stuff. We know it's just Dean giving his opinion on the matter. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Good um, to me. But I'm, I, to answer your question, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I am at the last stretch of this pregnancy. And so for those of you that have been pregnant before, you know, what I'm really saying is I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> this um, is the hardest month. Um, uh-huh. As you have I figured mean, it out. All things considered, I'm okay. But like, the aches and pains are there and the not sleeping's there and i'm just and like the uncomfortable all right. being uncomfortable uh-huh yeah. all those parts are setting in yeah so but it's to be expected and i only have like two weeks left of it so okay I so can... it's you're, it's gonna go fast you're coming into the home run so yep yep and yep. then i'll have like a whole other series of uncomfortable and sleep deprivation but there will be a little baby attached to all of it so it'll be okay <laughs> exactly so get ready baby get ready mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all i gotta say so yeah. in celebration of uh my last two weeks of pregnancy i'm drinking red raspberry tea or ra red raspberry leaf tea that's supposed to help um i've heard people say that it helps induce labor but i've just heard that it's more good for like just like reproductive support and that it's good also like for like postpartum and stuff like that so i'm going with a little bit of like herbal love today okay okay yeah let's yeah. get that baby coming down sooner why not i, I think he might he might I, I feel like my my belly may have dropped a little bit so oh you okay know. we'll see we'll see yeah. what about you what are, are am I, do i get to live fun and vicariously through you please tell me you're drinking because i need a drink oh lord i am not drinking actually i'm having some mountain dew today <laughs> mountain dew monica i know the worst what well, i needed that caffeine it's been a long day you know, the tea is just not cutting it. I need something to punch that tea into place. So, yeah, I drink a little Mountain Dew here and there. All right. You, you indulge in the dew. All right. Okay. Um, and, you know, I got some bottles for my birthday that I'm going to have to crack open. I got a new bottle of Strega and a new bottle of uh, Harvey's. And Harvey's is my fall drink to be, to let you know. 
I switched kind of from Bailey's to Harvey's around Thanksgiving and Christmas. So yeah, I'm going to be on next time you talk to me, I'll be drinking Harvey's. That's for sure. Harvey's is actually pretty good. I was Isn't surprised. It? I, you know, I think it's because it's called Harvey's Bristol Cream. So when you were telling me about it, I thought it was going to kind of be Creamy. like a different, yeah, that was going to be kind of like Bailey's or something. And it's not, and it's very no. sweet and smooth and smooth. Yeah, it, it really is. So I, I enjoy I it. it. I love it. <laughs> I've been drinking that shit since I'm like eight years old. Cause my aunt used to give it to us on the holidays, Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And we used to get wasted. My brother and I, I'll never, all the time, every holiday, I was drunk as a skunk starting at eight years old. <laughs> then we would pass out. So yeah, that was the, that was the routine. So that's, that's one way to do it. I like it. I can get behind that. All right. Yeah. All right. We will make sure that uh, I keep keep my kid away from the Harveys and away from you at least till the Monica drinking age of eight. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So today we are talking about fertility and pregnancy magic, and there is there's so many different theories and thought processes and everything in regards to this. Um, that I feel like what we're going to talk about today really kind of just scratches the surface. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much, so much information out there. So we're going to give you little tidbits here and there. Yeah. So what do you got, my friend? So the first thing I figured, because I kind of broke my notes into two, um, two different topics, fertility magic, and then like magical pregnancy support and stuff like that. But when we talk about either of these things, you know, it's something that is highly emotional. You know, it's there's definitely an emo- emotional roller coaster that goes with this of just trying to conceive and then dealing with your pregnancy, dealing with the hormones and whatever other struggles may come with it. That it's it's a rough time and yeah. or it can be it can be a very magical time too. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like if you've ever struggled in any of these areas, you know what I mean. And there's also the medical struggles that can come with this. So the first thing I want to say is the advice that we're giving you guys today by no means should substitute a doctor, whether we're talking about a medical doctor or a therapist. And I totally believe that just as Western medicine and holistic medicine are very complementary, I believe that medicine and spirituality are very complementary and all of these things work best in conjunction with each other. Right, exactly. Yes. By no means are we able to prescribe or uh, do anything like that because we do not have that knowledge and we're not licensed in that area. So always, yes, check in with your physician or healthcare practitioner. Yes. And so the stuff that we're giving you guys today, if you feel like you're struggling with any parts of these medically, definitely lean onto the spell work and the different things we're going to give you, but also like talk to your doctor and see what you can do, you know? Right, exactly that's what I wanted to just start with but now that that the formalities are done let's get into the fun magical shit okay and so the first thing I actually wanted to talk about was a combination of herbs and and stones that are good for fertility and pregnancy support because I kind of figure that as we look at those things we can incorporate them onto our altars. We can throw them in fertility candles, do all sorts of things like that. Um, and I encourage anyone that is trying to conceive right now to 
do all of those things, but also maybe make yourself a mojo bag. Mm -hmm. Have something that you can carry around, charge on your fertility altar, and then throw under the bed for when it comes time to make the baby. Uh You know? Absolutely. Uh And as far as the stones go, the stones I want to recommend are Moonstone. Right, right. Moonstone is the motherhood stone, and so it's really good for that. And so this is one that's good to help you conceive, help you get through pregnancy, but also, like, if you are the mother figure, can help you. Well, not even if you're the mother figure. Just, like, even just, like, when you need to channel those mothering, nurturing vibes, it can definitely help with that, too. Yes. Carnelian is another one of my go-tos for fertility workings, um, and partially it's because it is sacred to the sacral chakra which rules over our sex organs and reproductive system so it definitely helps stimulate and balance that but also because carnelian is a stone that is very happy it's Uh one that is very uh um it's into like boosting your mood it helps like work with banishing depression and anxiety it just makes you chill the fuck out and makes you kind of smile a little bit right right and i feel like that's really important because especially if anybody has ever tried to conceive and had a hard time with it they know you get stressed out it becomes something that can make you very anxious and it, it can definitely take away from your happiness and we need to make sure that we are emotionally in a good space. It makes it so much easier. And so carnelian kind of comes in with this double whammy on fertility of making you emotionally feel good and make you chuckle and stuff like that. But it also does help stimulate the reproductive organs. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. I have Jasper as well. I love Jasper and there's so many different kinds in this case. I would suggest trying to find any kind of like maybe red Jasper because red Jasper, if you really look at it, is actually orange looking. So again, it's going to correlate with the the sacral chakra, but Jasper Uh also in general is a very mothering and nurturing stone. Okay. And then rose quartz. Mm -hmm. Another one is pinkunside for when you're pregnant, helps ease like pregnancy, you know, stuff like, you know, angst and all that stuff. And I, I actually gave you one, remember? Yep. And I wear it. And when I'm not wearing it, it's actually on my pregnancy altar. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a very good one. It really is. It really is. And it's, it's a very pretty one. And it also helps, um, the way that I always look at Kunzai is it's kind of like a building block to help build like the freeway that connects your head and heart for communication, yes. which can definitely help during the pregnancy journey for so many different reasons. It helps create that emotional balance for yourself and let you kind of sort through your feelings. Yes, absolutely. That's good. Yep, for sure. Herbs I have. Let's get into our plant friends. We have mistletoe. Okay. uh, Myrtle. Mandrake. Can I just say, please be careful with the mistletoe and the mandrake. They're both very poisonous. Yes. We also have patchouli, daffodils, geranium, and hawthorn. Ah. And so you can take any of these again, like just building off of that in itself we can make um a mojo bag out of these guys we can build a candle for fertility where you can write 
you know, your petition and what you're, you're wanting and maybe carve the symbol of a goddess. Usually when I see like fertility symbols for candles and stuff, there's like a little swirl on the goddess's belly. Right. Exactly. Yes. Or like an egg. I always see like an egg and then there's like another tiny little egg inside said egg. Uh-huh. Um, I see those so you can definitely like work a candle like that and throw some of these guys around the candle and charge it up Monica what color if we were going to do like a fertility candle like this what color would you would you think yeah I'm thinking that we're going to go with white Okay. because white is the universal color I mean if you're trying to leaning toward a pink or blue that could be like deceiving because you don't know I mean you could like magic to hope to get a boy or a girl but i think in general i would go with white yeah i mean you know it's nice to like want what you want like when i got pregnant i initially wanted a girl yeah but you know when it came down to it i didn't really care like having a girl would have been nice but like it was more i was just really grateful that i was pregnant i'm grateful that like my baby's healthy and and stuff like that so i didn't really do any of that and I don't really have any advice on any kind of workings in regards to that you know another color is green for growth to make growth you can always do like a white candle with green glitter or vice versa maybe you can you can do that yes absolutely yep you know it's funny that you bring up green candles because I actually have that written down here because uh, you know, everyone knows I love to work with Venus. She is my patroness. I have a very close relationship with her. Right. And um, when we think of Venus, or more commonly known by a lot of folks as Aphrodite, we think of her as the goddess of love and beauty. But right. she is also a goddess of fertility. Uh-huh. And she has many children of her own. So she is definitely, you know, there's a ton of deities out there that you can work with. She just happens to be one. Um and so you can definitely work a candle to her or even work a little altar or have her as a focus of a fertility altar. And um, I say green candles because her colors are pink and green. Right, right, right. Which similarly, those are also the colors of heart chakra. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, they are. And it's the color of Venus. That's right. They are the colors of Venus. So Yes. Yeah, so other things that we can throw on her altar. So obviously we can put some kind of imagery of her. Uh-huh. Um, and if we were gonna do that, you can do you can get a statue if that's how you want to roll. Um, you can print out a really pretty picture of her, anything like that would work. But we can yes. also throw things like jade and copper. Those are those are her two like jams. Oh, and rose quartz. So jade, copper, and rose quartz, like for crystals. She definitely loves those. Copper, especially. You would think on a rose quartz, but copper is, is more so her jam. Huh. And I, do, I think Vinny is actually the one that told me this, but he said to give her nine pieces of copper, uh-huh. which um, can be very expensive. So I slowly worked up to that number. Okay. Uh, her sacred herbs are rose and myrtle. And for those of you paying attention, you will notice that one of the fertility herbs I mentioned earlier is myrtle. Right, right. So we see that one popping up again. We have pink and green candles for her. Some animals that are sacred to her are swans, hummingbirds, and doves. Okay. I just realized she's a bird lady. Yeah. Huh. You see that? All the, yes. All her animals are birds. Interesting. Uh-huh. 
yeah, that's that is kind of interesting. That just dawned on me. Um, and just another thing that I put on there is that something that is sacred, a symbol that is sacred to her is hand mirrors, which I think would be really lovely to try and put a mirror onto this so that when you go to work your altar, put an offering or something up there, you can see yourself uh-huh. as well. And I feel like that would be an important thing here. And you know, another thing I feel like you can add to that collection is some lodestone to attract that pregnancy energy to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, when we're on that, if we're going to turn this just from like a Venus altar, but more into like a pregnancy altar like you can also like i've seen people recommend putting like baby bottles or little baby shoes and stuff like that up there right right yes um you can do fresh flowers Mm -hmm. i always think that that's really good one thing that i put on mine and this was actually more of like my pregnancy altar but i feel like pregnancy and fertility altar goes hand in hand yes um there is an Etsy shop called Wonderland Art Shop US. Wonderland Art Shop US. And the chick's name is Michaela Shockley. And she uh, makes like resin statues and stuff like that. And she has these really beautiful like pregnant busts that she makes. And she puts like flowers and herbs and all of these things in there. Uh huh. And it's really beautiful. And the cool thing was, is that I got to customize it. So I got to like choose the colors that I wanted. And one of the options for the stones was actually moonstone. So I chose that for the motherhood stone. Right. And I think the statue was like under 30 bucks. Like it was really affordable. Oh, wow. That's really so cool. So I, I, I love it. And so it's actually going to be one of my focal points that goes to the hospital with me as well. Cause it's small. So it's easy to transport, but you can put um, any kind of like symbolism and like things like that, that represent pregnancy on this altar. Right. Right. That's good. You know, somewhere back in my memories, I, I'm thinking bananas or something that has to do with pregnancy too, but I can't really remember let's you know just can... talk right about food because i do have bananas on the list too okay okay cool okay. so what when it comes to food food is something that we can incorporate into our our kitchen witchery for this and we can make a feast for us and and our partner this is something that we can continue to feed ourselves to stimulate the fertility put on our altar uh and depending on what it is you might even be able to work some of this into your you know candles and other kind of witchcraft and so the first thing i want to say is we're going to use anything that looks like a dick okay (laughs) all right so anything that's even remotely phallic so i'm talking bananas carrots uh cucumbers all of these things they're dick food they're they're going on our fertility altar um And for those of you that have listened to the astrology episode, I think it was the astrology one. Yeah, like we went on like our whole like cannoli kick, right? I mean, I don't think you will see anywhere where someone says that cannoli is for fertility, but I'm saying that cannolis are for fertility. (laughs) Really? So fuck it. Why not? Makes sense to me. So we're going to just throw that on there and we're just going to call that some modern day strega. Okay. Um, Other things that do work are eggs peaches and you can eat the peach share the peach with your partner and then reserve the pit and clean it off and put that like if it's dry and not sticking gross you can put that in your mojo bag or put it on your altar and save the peach pit because that is where the growth starts right Uh, coconuts are one 
Uh-huh. Figs. Okay. And figs are also um, an aphrodisiac too, right? I think yes, so, I yes. I think they are. Mm -hmm. No, it's really funny because I actually, I think, discovered figs last year. I don't think I'd ever had one save for like Fig Newtons before. Yeah, I love figs, man. Figs yeah, good. I went on a huge kick with them right around the time that I decided I wanted a baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh -huh. Olives are another one. Mm -hmm. Pomegranates, rice, and wheat. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because they're all fertility. Mm -hmm. They're all fertility. And I kind of like the rice and the wheat one because that's also a symbol of abundance. Uh-huh. And I uh -huh. feel like that's really good, especially like, you know, because I, I feel like when people tend to start trying to have a baby, they realize it's not generally as easy as we all thought it was when we were teenagers. Yeah. And so they sure. start kind of getting a little nervous and it kind of creates this lack of abundant energy around it. So definitely like whatever you choose to do, work some wheat, work some rice into there. And wheat is a very fertile uh, herb or plant we should say so definitely work work that into your magic definitely and you know another uh, uh, way you can go is by doing a candle to the mother aspect of the goddess because that's what you want to become you want to become that mother and so by like uh, petitioning the mother aspect of the goddess with a white candle and asking for her to aid you into pre getting pregnant Absolutely. You know, as you say that, what that actually brought up is there's um, kind of like there's a rite of passage that was done in the Temple of Aphrodite a lot back in the day that when uh, young girls came of age, one of the things that they would do is they would actually like surrender their toys and like give their, their toys and their dolls and stuff up to Venus as an offering saying like, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm a woman. Right, right. So I kind of think maybe even doing something like that to like the mother aspect of the goddess of saying like, I am no longer a maiden, like something that like kind of like symbolizes like your maidenhood and to give that to, to the goddess as a way of saying, I am ready to transition into motherhood. Right. There you go. That's like, that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Another thing you can do is just simply getting any kind of seed like and infusing that seed with the fertility and the pregnancy thoughts and then plant to that seed and nurture that seed and as it grows hopefully that is means that the baby's going to grow inside of you as well please only do this if you have a green thumb <laughs> uh and because I thought about that too, because I was like, oh, like a plant would be good to like put on that altar. And I was like, fuck no, because you know what? I, I have a green thumb, but I also have like the fucking attention span of a gnat. And so I will completely forget to water and take care of my plants. Uh, and um, you yeah. don't need that symbolism in your magic or in your altar, especially when it comes to growing a baby. You also don't need that stress because even if it was just like the plant just went kaput, you know, like it may not have anything to do with your baby, but you're going to be freaking the fuck out thinking that you did something, you know? So like only do this if you are a responsible plant owner. Okay. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, you can also um, get a cauldron and uh, put some oils in it. So the cauldron would represent the womb and you fill it with water and you add some, um, let me see what you're going to add in there. Let's see geranium oil lang lang oil and some coconut oil and as you're doing that you're like drawing your attention to like you know the pregnancy aspect of the womb and you're adding to that 
And then you can um, anoint the can, a candle, a white candle with some of these oils. And then you would, um, you would uh, wrap it. No, you would, you wouldn't wrap. You would light that candle for that. But also they say sprinkling some dry chamomile in a piece of paper with your intentions and twisting it at, at, at the ends like a party, like popper, and then setting that on fire with your intention. So in your intentions, you're gonna put down what kind of baby you want a healthy, happy baby, you know, smart, intelligent baby, and you know, a safe pregnancy, and then you burn that intention. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, so like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And the yeah, you know what, man, why didn't I I even I didn't even write cauldron down on my notes and that's such a heavy like feminine symbol especially within the craft like i don't know how that like escaped me so thank you for bringing that up oh yeah sure yeah i so have um a really cool one on um my my fertility altar and it's um it's not copper what's that other one it's brass, brass. uh-huh uh -huh. And it's a short little squat one. I found it at an antique store. It's missing a handle, but I just absolutely love it. And I have filled it with um, the leftover wax of my candle workings around my pregnancy that I've done. Uh -huh. um, because around that, because, you know, it brings up all these different things. So, like, if you do any kind of working towards fertility, uh, to banish your fear around it or whatever you're kind of doing, whatever's left over, I took all of it and I started putting it in the cauldron. And um, I kind of told myself that after the baby was born, then I would dispose of it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I put moonstone in there. I've got some carnelian and rose quartz in there. When I'm not wearing my kunzite pendant, that's in there. As well as... Uh, the Empress Tarot card, because the Empress uh -huh. Tarot card is a symbol of fertility, and in a lot of decks, she is drawn as if she is pregnant. Ah, uh, right, right, exactly, yes, that's a good idea, too. Um, what about the, the good old, I have two, like, mundane kind of ways. Kinda. I was really hoping you were going to talk about your, like, Italian conception thing that yes. you got. All right, yeah, all right, so, take it away, I'm on. Okay, this is an, the Italian method for conceiving a baby. So just just tell your man to hold your legs over your head when you're having sex because actually some people have problems with their uterus not being tipped enough, and that's exactly what it's doing. It's tipping that uterus so the baby, the sperm, can get in there. So have some wild Italian sex like that and hope for the best, number one. <laughs> Another thing I noticed is I see people stressing about conceiving a baby. And I didn't, I know you've seen this too, Shauna. Mm -hmm. And they want a baby so bad and they're going, they're ovulating and they're going through their, okay, we got to do it now. And, um, and, and, and nothing is successful because I feel like the mind is so damn powerful. Like it's preventing because you want something so damn bad. It just never happens. So, and you, and you hear stories about people who've been trying for 10 years or whatever years and they're not getting pregnant. And they finally like give it up and decide to just adopt. And in that process of giving it up, they get pregnant. So I always recommend do not be stressful about it. Make it a fun, loving scenario. Go get a bottle of wine, go to a hotel, have fun, laugh, drink that wine, get a little tipsy and then have sex and allow that your, your, your body to be relaxed 
and allow that that to flow within you. So that's when it's going to happen. Not when you're tense and stressing about making a baby on this date or whatever like that. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because we see that a lot with people that are trying where they start to like hyper fixate on it. And I always feel bad because I always tell them like, you know what, like it's going to happen when you stop thinking about it. But it's like, that's such like a shitty thing to tell people. Like I hate saying it at the same time, you know, but it's true, but it's true. And so really like try and distract yourself and definitely like know when, when your like ovulation window is and stuff like that, but don't make it like work you know like it should still be like a time that you are connecting with your partner and you're connecting on a level of love or a level of just like lust and just like physically feeling really good you know happy and you know having that loving energy not stress you know what I'm saying it's so important you know yeah I have I have a lot of friends that have kind of like gone through this where like they've tried for a while and it's just like sometimes they were like very militant about it yeah where they were having sex like it was like scheduled and I'm like dude that's not how this works and because the way I see it is I feel that like baby energy is very much so like money energy where it likes this soft really relaxed flowing like fluffy energy Uh and when we put that stress around situations we make that very rigid and spiky and money and babies don't like rigid and spiky no, and that's, I mean, what you put in is what you're going to get out. So if you're all stressed and stuff, expect a very stressed baby, let's face it. So you want to come, come a nice, calm baby coming from a nice, loving energy. Exactly. So just right. try and chill. I legit told um, one person that was trying, I was like, dude, like, you're thinking about it too much. Get a dog. Yeah, and you know it. what? She got a dog. And guess what happened? She got pregnant. That's got right. knocked up like the same week she got that dog. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That's so crazy. Yep. But yeah. you know what? The dog loved the baby. The dog was like, "Man, that baby! Like that dog was for that baby. Like it was so perfect." You know. Oh wow, that's awesome. It was really cool. So speaking of needing to to de-stress and be calm, I did have something that I wanted to talk about in regards to kind of like a form of meditation that um brings you very much so to your your divine feminine and kind of connect you with your reproductive organs now this is actually something that boys can do too so this isn't something for just women or just vagina owners really anyone could do this (laughs) you know Um, and I'm talking about steaming I'm talking about yoni steaming Um, and I'm going to again preface this with I am not a doctor and this is not medical advice. I know a lot of people um, lean on yoni steaming for its holistic benefits. It has been said uh, to help with fertility issues, to help with menstruation and all of these different things. And I'm not here to tell you that they do or do not do either of those. Um, I'm just here to tell you about my experience and my philosophy with them. And before you try it, please like look it up more. You can also find um, people that can kind of help guide you through the process. My acupuncturist actually knows all about it. And Mm -hmm. so she, um, she's not actually the first person that taught me about it, but she has recommended it to me um, since working with her and stuff like that. So for those of you going, what is Yoni steaming? It is basically, and I'm going to get crude here guys, cause it's me and I'm gross and you know this, you are going to make a giant steaming pot of tea for your lady bits. That is what you're going to do. And then you are going to sit 
and a special chair that has a hole carved in it or you're going to squat if you have like insane leg muscles and can squat for 20 minutes or do um, child's pose yoga over a bowl and basically the whole concept is that the the tea that you brew like the herbal blend um, the steam and the from the botanicals is something that will be absorbed through your skin and bring all these different like benefits to you mm -hmm. okay. um, so that's like kind of like the whole concept behind it so when I first did this it was actually my friend uh, she's an herbalist, not my acupuncturist, but a different friend of mine is an herbalist. She's always going on about how awesome yoni steaming is. And she would like teach workshops on it. And I would just make fun of her because it just sounds fucking weird. Am I right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it does sounds so. like really weird. So I would rip on her all the time and make fun of her. And finally, she was like, okay, you're going to shut up. And you're just, you're going to come to one of these workshops. And I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, shut up and come. And so I did. I did. And, um, she, you know, she got caught my interest because she was talking about a lot of different herbs that I work with magically. And she was talking about using them in this. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in seeing what you got going on, you know. And what I found really interesting is that when you do like the steaming thing itself, it is a very vulnerable and intimate moment that you have with yourself, you know. And it takes like 20, 30 minutes, depending. Um, and so it takes a while. And so it's just time that you're by yourself everyone's leaving you alone it's quiet unless you put on music or whatever and it's a time to really just connect with yourself and when I did it I was actually really kind of taken aback by like the the healing that kind of actually took place like I feel like it took me to a part of like my divine feminine and my emotions that uh -huh. really needed like healed like my hurt feelings were kind of like they're like waiting to kind of be addressed and be healed for a lot of different things and places that made me feel like you know my inner goddess was wounded so to speak um so it was interesting it, and it took me by surprise because that was not what I was expecting I was expecting it to be very boring and stupid and I thought I was gonna be able to go make fun of my friend afterwards and instead I had to eat all my words and be like damn you are right wow okay. um so it's something that I do recommend you to try and come at it with like an open mind and come at it like you have to look at it as a form of energy healing as a form of self energy healing that you are doing with plant spirits, or as meditation. And I have recommended this actually to um, clients of mine that have been trying to conceive on that level of trying it in that way and they have had success one person in particular had like a really big trauma around her reproductive system where like a doctor was actually really mean to her and really rude and kind of like scoffed at the idea of her getting pregnant oh boy and it was like when I heard about it I was like oh my god that's so fucked up and I'm like you need to kind of like apologize to your uterus that that happened and apologize to yourself even though you weren't the one that did it like go back to that person that you were in that moment that happened to and like hug her and be like hey I'm sorry that this person's an asshole you know right and right. she already did steaming so then she kind of incorporated that in and then she called me like two months later and she's like hey I'm pregnant oh wow very so, cool it's definitely something that you know, it's, it can be a really profound and like I said, personal experience, but you can do a lot of trauma healing there too, in a way that I think is otherwise kind of hard to access. Right, right. And yep. there's so many different herbs that you can, um, 
that you can use for this. And I suggest everyone go online, do your own research on this. And again, maybe talk to an acupuncturist or an herbalist. That would be my number one recommendation is talk about, talk to somebody that legit knows their shit about herbs and their relation to your body, especially if you're on medication. And um, with that said, a lot of them will sell pre-blended bags that you can use and you can go and do this at home for like under 20 bucks. Oh, wow. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it's like, because you can go to like spas and stuff and make like this whole bougie experience, which is cool. But, you know, if you're trying to like save money and, and kind of be more DIY, there's definitely ways out there to do it. But I would recommend talking to somebody that can kind of guide you. Right, with that right. i was hoping um to have a little bit more information for you guys about that but um my acupuncturist is even worse at texting than i am so she didn't get back to me with information <laughs> uh, okay all right well that's pretty decent information anyway so there you go yeah yeah i did have one other thing in regards to like the fertility stuff okay. um you can tell i was like i was ready for this episode Yes. So I started reading this book called Witchy Mama. Um, The name of the authors are completely escaping me right now. But if you just Google Witchy Mama, it will come up. One of my friends sent it to me when I told her I was pregnant. And um, it's a really interesting book. It has a lot of small pieces of information on lots of different cultures and magical practices and stuff like that. I do feel uh-huh. like some of it is more new agey than witchy, but there is some some witchcraft definitely steeped in there. Okay. And one of the things that they kind of listed was like a whole shit ton of different goddesses that can help you with fertility and with pregnancy and stuff like that. And I kind of skimmed it because I had already, you know, I work with Venus, like I got that covered, you know. But I did see the goddess Lucina come up on there and it just said like you know she's roman deity and gave a little bit of information about her and one of the things that it mentioned was that ladybugs are sacred to her and so i thought that was interesting and then later in the day there's a ladybug on my bed and another one on my window wow crazy then I went to walk my dogs and I always walk them the same way and had never noticed until that evening that there was a giant ladybug mural on the school near my house Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So she, she was popping up. So I did a little bit of research on her. So she is predominantly have ties to um, Roman mythology. And so she can called Lucina or a lot of times she's called Diana Lucina or Juno Lucina because uh-huh. she's tied to Diana, which I thought was interesting because Diana is the goddess of the moon. She is the great mother, you know, so that did right. make sense. And her symbols are ladybugs, the moon, and a spindle. Wow. Okay. And some offerings for her are silver coins. You can share feasts with her. And she also really loves fresh flowers. And so it's good to give her an offering of something like that when when you're calling on her and you call on her for help with conception, protection during pregnancy, and labor. 
And traditionally, a lot of women, when they would be like getting ready to give labor and they're trying to call Lucina in for help, they would actually undo all of the knots on their person. So you would undo your hair so it's not knotted, undo your hospital gown and things like that, because it's seeing that as you're removing the knots, you're allowing her to come in to remove any hindrances that may pop up during your labor. Um, I have not given birth so i can't speak to that but i feel like having to do that with my hair down does not sound fun no (laughs) no yeah you're probably gonna be sweating and so yeah but um i definitely did work some lucina energy into my fertility altar because it was just interesting how she popped up so i did kind of enjoy looking her up as well ah very good excellent good I do have a little bit more just on pregnancy and I promise not to keep everybody and talk your ears off forever. Did you have anything else about fertility though, Monica? I think that's what I had. That's probably, yeah, that was my uh, research for this one. So take it over. All right. So just some things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to pregnancy. I feel like everything that we talked about in regards to fertility can translate really well to um, pregnancy as well. So anything for pregnancy support, things of that nature, you can definitely go there with it. The first thing I want to say is, again, witchcraft is not a substitute for medicine and doctors. Right. So don't do that. Um, And also look up your witchcraft and make sure that it's pregnant friendly. I remember um, one girl that I knew had like kept having issues with like bleeding during her pregnancy. And then luckily for some reason she happened to mention to me that like she would go and like sit and meditate and burn sage every morning to try and help with it and i was like dude sage is is very toxic to pregnant women and infants so like she didn't know that i don't know if that's what was causing it but she did reach out to me later and was like thank you so much because that knowing that really helped so no sage and honestly it's just better to not burn anything Anything. yeah so when I found out I was pregnant, the first thing I did was, and I had a shit ton of incense. Like my collection was impressive and borderline hoarderish. And I gave a lot of it away because uh-huh. I was just like, well, I'm not going to be able to use it. So there you go. If you need something, try and do like scented water. Soy candles are okay, but just try and be mindful of what you're burning. And the same thing goes for um, essential oils. I know that like everyone's on this essential oil kick and stuff like that and they think that that is like you know the new cure and answer for everything but please be careful when you're working with those directly on your skin or just in general okay yeah yes please absolutely just be very mindful again i mean like i've seen in that witchy mama book there was a list of oils that you cannot use some oils that are are okay so you can definitely buy that book and consult that i would also just talk directly to an herbalist that can help guide you with that or better yet just stay the fuck away from them right right but on that note some other things that i have just to kind of like help with things a lot of it has to do with protection because i feel like that's a really big one here because we want to protect you and we want to protect the baby right um and we want to protect in so many different ways so the first rule is do not let people touch your belly yeah do not let fuck yeah don't let people touch your belly unless you say it's okay like there has only been one person that has touched my belly without my permission. And it was one of my friends. And even then, like, he was just like patting my belly and then bent down and kissed it. And I kind of had this moment of like, the fuck are you doing? 
you know um but like uh-huh. i think especially because it's not just like i think people tend to forget like they're like oh there's a baby in there but it's like yeah that baby's attached to me it's in my body why are you touching me uh-huh. you're in my personal space especially like with covid I've, I've gotten very used to like my six feet apart thing um but you don't want people to touch your belly unless you are giving them permission like think about it like anything else your body is an altar for this baby right now we do not let people touch our altars either right you know exactly. and so you want to think about that everyone that's touched my bellies because i've said hey give me your hand like you can feel him you know um and part of that is because sometimes there's a lot of jealousy there especially if you have people that are just like you know they've had their kids and they're like oh I always wanted another one and I I, you know I never had one I'm so jealous like they'll say things like that and you know it's not coming from a malicious place but it's like hey man keep your evil eye to yourself thank you right you know or people that are having trouble conceiving and there is that jealousy and things like that. So you don't, don't really want to let people touch your belly unless you know them and trust them and it's okay for you because that's also like your personal space. So there's lots of evil eye stuff kind of going on there with jealousy. So personal protection is always good. Rock your black tourmaline, you know, call on the goddess, especially now just kind of protect you and help with that. But another fun thing you can do is you can actually draw protective sigils and other symbols of blessings or whatever you wish for yourself and the baby during this time directly onto your belly. Uh Uh-huh. You do that with like eyeliner. And it's really fun because you can just do like, you know, you can find some basic, like really well-known sigils that are out there, even just do a pentacle or you can create your own, especially like if you already know your baby's name, maybe you'll make a sigil out of their name and draw that on your belly. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do that with like eyeliner or, you know, there's all those like stretch mark creams that people use. So you can like dip your finger in the lotion Yeah. and, um, you know, draw it on with that and then rub it in as a way of activating it. And that's also really fun. So it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to feel like you're suiting up with armor and like off to war to protect yourself. It's really simple like that. Right. Right. Um, Hold on while I argue with the cat who just came back. Excuse me, Uh sir. Thank you. Um, Tend to your fertility altars and whatever altar that you set up, fresh flowers, again, are a huge thing that really help. And if you did put a seed or a plant on there, don't kill it. <laughs> kill it, right, exactly. Another thing that tends to happen is um, you get really stressed out. And then everyone tells you not to stress out. So what do you do? You stress out more because you can't figure out how to not stress out. Right. <laughs> you know, true. and it's just like this whole vicious cycle and you have hormones going on and you're uncomfortable and probably just really hungry. Um, so it's just like a time to try and like focus on grounding. Hematite is really good. Fluorite is really good. Both of those stones are really nice for this. But also there's a really fun little meditation on YouTube that will just kind of help you lighten up and let help you de-stress and kind of smile. It's only three minutes long and I'm believe it's called the fuck that meditation oh okay uh it sounds really angry but it's not and it's really funny because i don't know if it was meant to be like a legit like meditation or not but it's only three minutes long and it's just the basic principle of breath work and relaxation and they kind of just tell you like hey like think of all the things that stress you out breathe in and breathe out and say fuck that so it's Uh like 
it really does work to calm you down and help center you but it's also funny which i feel right. like humor and laughter is very healing and very important in these moments it, it is laughter is a great healer true it's mm -hmm. very true yeah um so just a few other things this one is touch that belly no one else is allowed to touch that belly but you're allowed to touch that belly touch your belly put your hands there and just connect with the baby like you know if you can feel them moving and wiggling and kicking already like you know just feel that and just be like i feel you in there i love you i'm so excited to meet you and talk to it connect on that level um but also like reiki your belly like if you are okay. a Reiki practitioner or you're like familiar with the concept of energy, like send your baby some energy. That's always really good. An easy thing that you can do is very lightly with your fingertips, like very lightly as you can tap your belly and kind of uh -huh. get like a rhythm going with it. Like just like a light rhythm. And if you want, you can even like chant things like as you drum your fingers on your belly to kind of like give your baby like a little baby Morse code basically, but just basically a basic chant would be like, I love you. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so you can tap your belly and chant that. You could put um also you could put some um like uh symphony music on, calm music and with headphones on your belly for mm -hmm. the baby to hear some calm music. You know what music my baby likes? What? The Smiths. My baby's a Morrissey <laughs> fan. And I like it's just I have a lot of the Smiths on um a playlist and I've just realized that every time it comes on the baby will start to wiggle and kick. Oh that's funny. That's so uh -huh. fun. So it's just like, you know, it's not sympathy symphony symphony music, but it's it's definitely sympathy music. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like okay, dude, like, you know, we like the Smiths, but please don't be born a Morrissey fan, okay? <laughs> <laughs> When I was pregnant, I used to go hear a reggae band all the time. And lo and behold, when my daughter was born, that song uh, from that show, TV show, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, you know, whatever, cops, whatever, mm -hmm. she would just start dancing. And she was little. So she that's had so that funny. reggae beat inside of her from my pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's cute. You know, they say that babies can hear um, from inside the womb. And so it's good to, like, play music and things that they'll be familiar with. Uh, so that when they're born, it'll be something relaxing for them. Yes. And yes. I've said this to a couple of people already, but we, um, Ricky and I actually started watching The Sopranos during my pregnancy. And we like binged it where every night we were watching The Sopranos. So it's like, my child is going to just like, I'm just going to put that on because it needs to hear like Uncle Tony's voice, basically. <laughs> and it's like, going to totally fucking love you, Monica. And everyone's gonna be like, why is he so calm around Monica? I'm like, it's the Jersey accent. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's his fucking lullaby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, chanting music and you can like tap your, your fingers to it and kind of like tap really gently on your belly and it just helps you like center and just connect with your little baby. Yeah, and tell Ricky to talk into your belly so you can hear his voice too. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so these are all things that you can do with your partner, you can do on your own. Another really great one is, and I would do this, do this um, before you tell everyone that you're pregnant is you're going to select a baby protector plushie. So you're going to find a stuffed animal that you like for your baby. And it's going to be one that um i see i did this and it was the very first toy that anyone bought my baby so i was excited that i gotta like pick out his very first toy uh-huh and what you do with this is you can like kind of sit there have one hand on the toy one hand on, on your belly and name the toy 
because we know that once you name something you give it a spirit and charge it to be like your baby's protector and companion during its infancy love it love that mm -hmm. love that a lot yeah yeah and so and take that time and it's a fun thing that you get to do because you get to go and be like what kind of stuffed animal do I want and stuff mm -hmm. like that so I found one that I loved it was actually it's like a handmade one and it's kind of looks like a cracked out thing one thing too like a goth version of it it's me so you can imagine you know but it. um it sits now it's sitting um on his bookshelf that like looks across the room like at the crib and stuff like that so it's going to be his little protector and so that's it's very similar to the concept of like a car protector with the dinosaur right 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 yeah, yeah. so you can definitely cool. do that and just one last thing that i kind of wanted to throw in there is um conscious eating and it's because you know they always say oh you're eating for two and there's a lot of focus around food in your pregnancy because you want to make sure that you're eating all of like the super good things for baby you know right. and for you and to support your body and we have all of our you know our food aversions our cravings things like that and so you can take that moment and make that magical too because it is something that goes that goes into your body and goes in for your baby so when I say conscious eating I mean like thank the animal that the food is coming from thank the plant that the food is coming from if you like crave something a lot look up not just its nutritional value but maybe look up like its magical properties right you know right. and kind of connect with your food on that level you can also um again back to energy healers and reiki practitioners this would be a good time to reiki your food or just kind of set this intention of oh i'm going to eat this because it is going to nourish me in you know x y and z way exactly exactly mm -hmm. yep magic is afoot everywhere guys it you sure is magic into everything in your life so there you go so if you guys have any other tips or tricks and advice that you have done through your pregnancy and your fertility journey please feel free to write in to wine spirits and witches at gmail.com and share it with us we want to hear it absolutely i would love to hear that stuff yeah and i wanted to give a quick shout out we have two new patreon members i meant to do this at the beginning of our, our recording but i got really excited to talk about today's episode um but shout out to ashley and Haley, two of the newest members of the wine spirits and witches coven okay. so they are getting all sorts of bonus episodes and videos and goodies coming their way um if any of you guys want to check out our patreon you can go on patreon and just look up wine spirits and witches we have a couple different tiers that you can choose from and we thank all of our patreon members for their ongoing support if you can't financially support us one thing that we do ask you to do is go on to whatever platform you are listening to us and give us a review talk about how awesome we are and how much uh, I was trying to think of something funny to say and I lost it, baby brain. <laughs> how much you love us and how yeah. much you love us and we're like super witchy and we're making you guys hungry because we keep talking about fucking cannolis <laughs> and pizza. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's a good so, thing. Yes. Give yeah. us a good review, guys. Yes. Sure. So shout out to Ashley and Haley. I hope that they are enjoying all their new perks that they get. Um I put up a video recently on there of Monica explaining her birthday present and giving people incorrect Strega vocabulary words. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. Is it and up she there? Was, she was sober for that, by the way, guys. Yeah. Where is it on our uh, on our Instagram? No, it's on Patreon. Oh, Patreon. Okay, got it. So, okay. And I've been going through my phone lately, and I need to do that more, but I found, like, I'm slowly finding videos, like, weird-ass videos and pictures of Monica ranting about stuff that will <laughs> probably slowly make their way onto Patreon. I found one, like, video that I think I got, like, halfway through a rant about ricotta cheese. For those of you that remember that episode where we talked about Monica's fucking meltdown about ricotta cheese at Walmart. Regatta, regatta, regatta. Go ahead. It's it, yeah. It's not. It's not cottage cheese. Not cottage yeah. cheese. No. Um, and to add insult to injury, I think we gave her like a DiGiorno pizza that night, so she just wasn't in a good space. But I think I have a video of that somewhere that I will try and find for you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some night. That's for sure. I was pissed off. Pissed off. I was pissed off. Yeah. About ricotta okay. cheese. But it's yep. fine because the ziti got made. It was delicious. You lived. Yes, it did. Yes, the people at Walmart it. almost didn't live, but you did. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, it did come out good. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's your shout out to, Miss Monica? I think I'm going to shout out to our new Patreons as well. So welcome to our family, everybody. And All thank you right. for support- Yes. Yes. So we will be back soon, guys. Remember, if you have any um, questions for us, any stories that you want to share, anything like that, um, they will be added to the um, Ask Estrega queue. So if you guys want more Ask Estrega episodes, you guys need to ask these Estrega some motherfucking questions and send them into winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And we will talk to you guys soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And And Mary meet again.